Hey, what is up? It's Brian Lofermento here with episode 193 of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. This is a featured Friday episode, and in today's episode, you're going to hear a Q&A that I did with a group of location-independent entrepreneurs where I answered any and all questions that they had about going from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. So this Q&A, it's from a live recording with this audience. The full presentation that I gave to them is actually available in episode 192, which was a Strategy Wednesday episode where I covered the three simple steps that you can take to go from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. So if you want to hear the full presentation, listen to episode 192. If you want to hear the Q&A, there were some awesome questions, some really good strategy that you're going to learn about here in today's episode, then listen on because this Q&A session is so much fun. And finally, before I jump in to this episode, I just want to say we are listed all over the place now. So wherever it is that you subscribe to podcasts, don't just listen to this one episode. Make sure you pound that subscribe button, whether it's in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and review. It means the world to me and it helps us get even more incredible incredible guests to come onto the show. So yeah, let's do it together and let's dive in to today's episode. First off, I, Brian can see all of you or most of you, so you can give Brian a, uh, a round of applause or a thumbs up if you thought it was Thank awesome. Um, every time I listen to Brian, even though we talk about this all the time, I, I'm like, Greg just asked me, can you tell, can you give us your results in advance timeline with the Paradise Pack? I was sitting here thinking, well, I wish I was as systematic and smart enough to have written it out uh, beforehand. Brian would call me a D student, maybe an F student. Here. Um, and I will do that for sure, guys. I- I'll give you a uh, kind of an idea of what ours was so you can see it in, in real time. But I definitely want to get your, um, to your questions if you have any. And I did what I wanted you guys to do too. And like Brian mentioned, this was your, uh, your biggest homework assignment is in the chat box, put in there, who do you want to serve? Okay, so who, when you think, because that, that was the thing you have to figure out first, right? After you're getting your mindset right, who do you want to serve? Not what type of product you're going to do, not how much is it going to be, none of that stuff that, we, that Brian said we're not focusing on, but who do you want to serve? So throw that in there. Um, it doesn't have to be fully thought out yet, but what is your gut telling you? When you say, who do you want to serve? What is your gut telling me? So for me, someone comes up to me like, who do you want to serve? I would say, People who want to travel more and have more freedom. You know, people who are stuck in a cubicle and they don't want to be in that job anymore. Now, there's going to be other people who might not be in a cubicle, but that's like what my gut tells me, right? That person who's sitting there with a wall calendar up. And I remember I was in a bank once and they had this wall calendar of Mallorca, Spain. And I was like, where is that? That looks awesome. And I just was there last week. And it made me think of it. Someone sitting in a bank cubicle with a wall calendar up of Spain saying, I really just wish I could go there. That's who I want to serve. I want to get that person to where their wall calendar, you know, the picture on their wall calendar. So for me, that's who I want to serve. So think about that and throw it in there. 
Um, and we've got some great stuff coming in here. Travelers, birth moms. I, I want to point out one yep. thing real quick, Travis, because you just did something smart. And when you talk about who you serve, you identify them based on their problems. So I'm going to call somebody out right now. I'm going to call out Charles McCoy. So Charles typed in the chat box that he wants to serve baby boomers. Charles, take it a step further. Because there's a million, literally, there's a million different business ideas right within there. So we really want to identify people based on their problems. Do you want to serve baby boomers who, I don't know, need frequent flyer miles so they can visit their kids who are spread all across the world now? Do you want to serve baby boomers who are planning for retirement? Do you want to serve baby boomers who want to have a more active lifestyle? Identify them by their problems, because that's what will give you clarity. And then I also want to call out, I think I saw Dane type in here. So if I want to change the entire food system, that's a bit difficult. It is a bit difficult because you still haven't talked about who it is that you want to serve. Do you want to serve people with a gluten intolerance to be able to travel more easily? Do you want to serve people with a dairy intolerance so that they can have a well-balanced diet? Who do you want to serve within the food system? Yeah. And the more specific you can get, the better. So we, I was actually in a workshop a little while ago with, with a buddy of mine named Sean and someone came on and said, Hey, I want to help. Her original goal was I want to help people do strength training. And we're like, okay, well that's, that's a bit broad, but she said, yeah, well, my story is I I'm a mom over 30 and I lost a hundred pounds. And I was like, Whoa, 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 hold on. You're a mom over 30. You lost a hundred or over a hundred pounds. Why are you talking about wanting to help people with strength training who might be a 25-year-old college ex-college athlete? No, what you want to do is you want to help moms over 30 who have lost over 100 pounds with strength training, right? Because that's what she did. Now, it's not always your exact story is who you want to serve, but more often than not, as Brian mentioned earlier, a lot of times your customer avatar is a past version of you. So the more that you can can dive into who that is and the more specific you can be, the better. So like Sandy says, people who haven't been to Japan, which is, which is a great starting point, but that's a broad thing. Is there, is it, do you want it to be more specific? Do you want it to be uh, solo travelers who haven't been, who have never been in Japan? Do you want it to be groups who have, who have never been to Japan? Do you want it to be women over 30 who have never been to Japan or, or men under 20, you know, whatever, like think of all the characteristics and then start going from there because what that, that's going to help you do a, a multitude of things, but it's really, really going to help you, as Brian was talking, craft your offer because now you're not speaking to everyone who wants strength training because how am I going to craft an offer to a 25-year-old ex-college athlete and a mom who's 40 and who lost 100 pounds? She needs a lot different strength training than, than that guy does. So think about the, as specific as you can get. And here's the beauty of, of being more specific you will rope in people yeah. who don't fall in that category. So if I said my specific person I want to serve with the Paradise Pack is cubicle dwellers who want to get out and travel more. Well, I'm looking at all these pictures. Not all of you are in a cubicle, right? So, oh my gosh, I, I, you think like, oh, I'm so specific. Only people who work in a cubicle are going to get the Paradise Pack. Well, that's not the case. There's going to be a bunch of other people who resonate with the messaging, but it helps you at least hone in on that very specific person. I see a lot of stuff. Okay, yeah. So, Diana, all right. So, this is great. Christians who are domestic violence survivors, training churches on how to help survivors in that church. Like, very specific, specific things. Um, 
someone just said my avatar is me 15 years ago. So that's another, that's great. So like flesh it out. What were you 15 years ago? You know, um, Brian, I, I think we've got some good things in here. If anyone has a specific question about this and trying to, because this is the first step where we said we want you to come off with like actionable steps on these workshops. Your first step is to figure out who you want to serve. If someone's having an issue with one, um, you could just put a one in the chat box if you want to come on and talk to us about it or just put a two and then you can write it out so we can catch those as they come in. Um, if someone has a very, very specific um, question. Uh, Bri, here's, here's a question and then I'll bring Cassie on in a second. Cassie and Nate. Question from Abigail. Is the, uh, is the rat, I don't know if you call it rat or not, but is the rat model explained more in the book and the course? Yes. Yes okay. to both of those. So, in module two, I think inside what you've got inside the paradise pack, you're going to learn all about the results in advanced timeline. And also in module two, I have some bonus videos in there that show you if you want to sit down and I think brought you there. All right. I, Brian froze for me. Oh, okay, you're back, I think. Um, cool. Uh, we, we, I think you froze for me, Brian. When you come okay. back, I'll see you move. Wave or something, and then I'll know that you're back. Okay, Brian's back. Um, All right, cool. Technology, guys. Um, yeah, so I think Brian's explaining this too. Uh, if you want – or, Brian, real quick, people are saying, oh, you got uh, about the book. Um, can you talk about – how people can get your physical copy of the book too, because it wasn't yep. part of the paradise pack, but you do give it to people who request it. So just really quickly, yeah. you can touch so on that. If people want a, a free paperback copy of it, all you have to do is cover shipping and handling. It's like seven ninety five, whereas on Amazon, the book is nineteen ninety five. So just go to the wantrepreneurbook.com and you can just tell me where to ship it out. And if you guys place an order today, I'll ship it out literally today. I'll run to the post office after this. And if you want the PDF copy instead, just drop me an email. Some Paradise Packers have already asked for that and I'll just send that over to you. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I want to get to your, to your guys' questions. So, okay. So I see one and Cassie and Nate, we're going to bring you on in a second. I just see one here really quickly uh, from Jacob. Where's a good place? Uh, okay. So this is about your podcast. Where's a good place to start for your podcast? So we'll, we'll handle all the housekeeping. Like if people want more Brian, that's how to get the book. Where's a good place to start with the podcast? Episode one, or is there a specific one that you're like, hey, jump in here? Yeah, so episode one is a lot about what we talked about today. So it's how to start a business without a business idea. But literally, I always make the podcast. So if you tune in on any given day, it's going to serve you. So start listening, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Okay, cool. Um, what I want to do, and because guys, we want to... this. Having Brian on is great because we want it to be as specific as possible for your situations. And I am like reading some of these as they go through and you guys are getting very, very specific, which is awesome. A good way to know if you're getting specific enough with your avatar is like if someone read it and they didn't know about your, your topic, would they understand it? And if the answer is no, that's probably good. So someone put in here something about Christina. This is a great one. Birth moms and birth children who want to reconnect with or find their birth child or birth parent, especially who are involved in open adoption, but then it was later closed to it or changed to a closed adoption. I don't know the difference between open and closed adoption. That means you're being specific enough, right? Like I'm not in that field or in that, in that world. So if you're being specific, a lot of times other people won't understand what you're talking about. 
but the people who do like who are going to resonate because they're going to be like she's speaking my language i was I, there was an open adoption now it's closed so that's another way to in your head figure out am i being specific enough with my avatar or or who i want to serve am i using language that other people won't understand who are out of our circle and if so that that's a good little like touch point um all right cassie and nate i'm gonna unmute you guys nice. come on in and uh give us some give us a little rundown of what you're having an issue with and how how we can maybe take your specific example sure yeah um cassie's cooking uh possible <laughs> right now <laughs> she's right here she's just, um, nice um but so we run a couple of different things right now and I'm uh, kind of like, I've started a couple of companies in the past which have been boots on the ground or kind of product driven. Um, and I, so I have my, my avatar's name is Julie. I don't know, it's always Jay's, jo Julie, Josh, Jehoshaphat. <laughs> but um, we were, Cassie was wondering about if you have any and we're working on our character profile for our blog right now, or our customer profile. Um, and I know it all starts with that, but do you have any suggestions on turning a blog from a hobby into a business? Um, and kind of like where you go from there, if it's like, you know, poster boying or doing different things like going through Location Indie and then, you know, basically just your, uh, your advice on that. Yeah, who's your blog serve? Tell me more about the blog. Um, it is uh, native nomads, so we do um, uh, restoration and habitat stuff and nonprofit work around the world. We actually just moved to Mexico um, about a month and a half ago. So um, ours is kind of, I guess, our customer at this point has been the people that are looking for ways to give when they are traveling that don't want to do the um, the eco travel where you pay $1,500 a month to take a picture with an orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So cool. I've got two, two things I want to point out to you, Nate. I absolutely love that question and love how you're already thinking about your business. So one, my most direct answer to what you asked, and then I'm going to hopefully share with you what would be a better question and more relevant for you moving forward. My most direct answer to what you asked is to turn a blog profitable. You have to realize that with a blog, who you're serving is actually your advertisers if you want to monetize your blog. So your readers aren't paying you. Remember, your customer is always the person who's paying you. So in that case, your customer would be advertisers. Now, the reason why I was able to make $1,000 a day with my soccer blog is because I served my customers, which are the advertisers. And the way I served them was giving them an audience of millions of soccer fans all across the world. Now, obviously, that's a lot of work to have that saleable asset or that valuable asset, which is the audience. So you can either say, okay, my blog exists to serve advertisers and I'm going to build an audience to the point where I can serve those advertisers. Or if you're genuinely serious about serving the people who you just told me about, then serve them. And your blog is simply a vehicle through which you serve them with free content, but you have to serve them with something that they can buy. And so, you know that person better than I do. So, is it they need a course? Is it they need an ebook? Is it they need an email series? What do they, what can you sell to them to start delivering the results that they're looking for? And that starts with the results in advanced timeline. So, that's how you plot out how you're going to deliver those results in advance. 
So that's my answer about your blog. Is your blog your business or is your blog simply one vehicle through which you deliver value in your business? I think number, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really actually, that's a great answer. Um, that's, 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 I, I love answers that open up like an entire new part of my brain. <laughs> so I can't, I never can answer right away. I, I would be a terrible public speaker because I would think <laughs> for like 25 minutes and then come back to the mic. But, um, but no, thank you very much for that answer. So I'll, uh, yeah, think on that. I, it, yeah. it, and I think, I, I, Nate, that's a great question too, because uh, like you said, Brian, there's kind of two ways to go about it. You either have an audience and then, you, and then you have advertisers and affiliates. And I want to touch this really quickly because Nadine and Jacob were talking about affiliates. So either you have a blog or, or, or yeah, let's, let's call it a blog or a website. And you say, all right, we have so much traffic that when I write a post about what's the best backpack for native nomads, that we get so much traffic in there that people are then buying that. And so you make either money from the advertiser paying you directly because they're paying you for an advertisement, or you make money because people buy that backpack and then you get a commission. Um, that's, that's like the one way, right? You're, you're working with companies or advertisers to make your money. And that's one way to do it. it it's not a bad way. It takes a while and you usually need a decent amount of an audience to do it unless you're, unless you're selling like a product that is $50,000 that an advertiser is selling and you make one sale and you do well. But that's one way. And then as Bri touched on, the second way is, and, and you could do both. That's the good thing too. For Extra Pack of Peanuts, we do both. Like we have advertisers and people who get a Tortuga backpack, we make affiliate commission. But we also have our Frequent Flyer Bootcamp course. So we're doing both. We're saying, okay, if you need to know about Frequent Flyer Miles, here's our course. You can buy this. If you don't care about Frequent Flyer Miles, but you, you need a travel backpack, because either you already know about Frequent Flyer Miles or you're not interested or whatever, you can still get that. But I would, I would urge you in the beginning to focus on one and probably the quicker... I don't want to say better. I hesitate to say better, but the quicker way would say, what are these people who want to go around and not pay $1,500 to do this, this work, but they actually want to have these, um, these, these opportunities. What do they need? And maybe that is something as simple as it's $5 or $10 and they can buy. And it's a list of all the websites you recommend and all the best resources for people who want to have those experiences, right? Maybe that's the beginning of it. Or maybe it's a full blown course of if you want to do this, here's exactly what you should do. Here's how you should set up a profile. Here's where you should look. Here's the best countries to do it in all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you want to think about how your money's coming in. Cause Brian, Brian, you made a great point to me the other day. And I want you to say it to everyone here, I don't know if you could do it verbatim because I can't remember exactly how you said it. But I was saying like, what's the difference between a entrepreneur and an entrepreneur? So, so give us like, what's the distinction there between those two, those two phrases? Yeah, I probably said to you on a whim, entrepreneurs make money. <laughs> that, that is exactly what you said. You said entrepreneurs make money. Entrepreneurs are people who are doing things that aren't making them money right now. They're, they're, they're trying all these things and that's fine. We've all been there. We've all played in that sandbox. But in order to have a sustainable location independent lifestyle, you have to move from that because you need to make money. So yep. um, I did want to talk, and that was a question. I, I'm sorry because I can't remember who put it in here. And Nate, awesome question. And that opened up like a whole, a whole can of worms here. But I, I think that's important for people to hear. Someone else asked about, uh, and I don't remember who it was, something about being salesy and saying, 
I don't like to be pushy. And this is a question we get all the time. So you said, right, you need a product and you need to, or not a, you need to sell something. So yeah. what do you say to those people who then say, yeah, but I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be pushy because that's probably the number one question you get when you say, hey, you need to sell something. People are like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not a salesperson. Yeah, so my answer to that, I fortunately have never worked in sales, yet I've closed hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales in my businesses. And my answer to that is, I'm never salesy. And, and you guys probably see the way I am here today is that I'm always just me and I get really excited about a lot of things and I'm always super smiley and people see that. So when I go into sales conversations, I'm always just me. And I saw someone replied in the chat box saying, if you're not a pushy person, you're not going to be a pushy salesman. And that's so true. When it comes to sales, don't believe what anyone says about you know, it, it, it even rattles my brain some things that people say about sales. Like you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. You don't have to do any of that. Just be you. And if you are all of those things I listed, if you're caring, if you're fearless, if, you're, if you have a high barometer of excellence, if you do all of those things, people on the other end of the phone call or sitting in front of you on the other side of the table or on the other side of a computer, they're going to see those things about you. And when you give people value and you show them the light, if you light up that path that you laid out in your results in advance timeline, people will want to buy with you. They will literally ask you, how do I work with you? So I've got one client right now and funny enough, she's actually on this call right now. And when she writes me checks, it's incredible because you know how checks always say, pay to the order of, and then they write your name, like pay to the order of Brian. This one client always writes, and I love this. It's like the coolest touch ever. She always writes, gladly pay to the order of. <laughs> and it's not because I have to be salesy. So just be you. And when you lead with value, sales are going to happen. Yeah. Jacob brings up an, I mean, we could do a whole nother presentation and probably should about, about how to not feel salesy and sleazy, but that, and Jacob makes up a good point here, says, if you're trying to sell something, act like you're talking to a close friend. That is a great piece of advice. And someone else put in here, um, if you're passionate, you're not going to feel salesy and sleazy. I, I don't know who put it. Sorry, because it's coming in quick, but totally, totally agree. Like if you're passionate, you saw Brian on here and, and he's passionate about you guys listening to his podcast, right? He didn't come on here and be like, you have to listen to my podcast. Here's 17 reasons. So it's like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm coming, I'm serving, I'm doing a workshop. If you like this, here's how to get more. Now, the podcast isn't, you don't have to pay for it, but it's the same thing. If you're leading with value, if you're passionate, if you, if you help other people out, those are going to be people who are going to be willing and, and more than willing. Sometimes they're going to be knocking down your door to pay you for certain things. And it, again, that's not to say it's going to be easy to get your first customer or your 10th customer or your 30th. It's not easy. But that's the whole mindset behind it is that if you're passionate about it and you're leading with value and, and you're speaking, and that's why the first point that you made, Bri, about finding, or the second step really, about who are you going to serve, if you're talking to that person, they're going to know and they're going to, if you're passionate about it, they're going to be passionate about it because they need help with that. And so I really think that those two things will help you really not you're not being salesy then because you're passionate about something like if I had to go and like I had to and sell vacuum cleaners back in the day, like eight years ago, I was being salesy. I was really awful at it. I made two sales in like months because I couldn't, 
I wasn't passionate about these vacuum cleaners. They were, they're actually pretty decent. But, um, you know, now, though, if I'm talking about location independence and the Paradise Pack and Location Indie, I'm not sitting here trying to sell people. I'm saying, this is what we do. Here's who I can help. And if you, if you resonate with this, come in and I'll give you everything I possibly can to help you out. And so there's a big difference there, right, between yeah. vacuum cleaners and the stuff we do now. Let me add one thing, because there's a few dozen of us on this call live right now, and however many people are listening to the replay, I would love it if all of you made me a promise right here, right now, because this was the biggest mindset shift that happened to me, because I used to hate being salesy. I used to hate closing sales. I used to hate asking people for money. You owe it to people. You owe it to the world to sell your stuff to them. If you are seriously committed about giving people value, you are selfish if you do not sell your stuff to them. And so there are days when I wake up and I say, oh, do I really want to, you know, sell this course or sell people and go to my retreat? And then I realize I don't do those things for me. If I believe that. All right, Brian froze for me, but I think we all got his point. Um, yeah, he's frozen for me too. Um, right, right as it was crescendoing, but I, I, I'm with Brian and I will give you a very uh, ex applicable example to every single one of you sitting here. When we were talking about the Paradise Pack and we're talking about, okay, what are we going to do? What emails are we going to send out? All this kind of stuff. We're sitting here saying, you know, if we sat there and said, okay, well, you know, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to put the Paradise Pack out there. You know, maybe I'll put out one email and whoever gets it, gets it. Because that's another thing we hear all the time. It's like, well, how much should I tell people about it? And I say, tell people all the time because you're not selling them. Like I'm telling you stories of how this has helped me and, and all that. If we did that, we would pro if I put out one email instead of however many we put out, seven or eight or 10 emails, instead of 56 people here, we'd probably have five. And so five of you would be on this call and Brian and I would be doing the call and we would have one-tenth the impact that we're having at this point. So if you really believe what you're doing is going to help people and give them value, you truly do owe it to them to tell them about it. And again, there's all types of marketing stuff and all that. And we're not getting into that, but you need to start telling people. If, and I think as we were talking, every single person um, in here was talking about stuff that they wanted to serve and who they wanted to serve and were really passionate about it. If you don't tell those people about something you're doing, if you don't take that chance, they're not going to either, either they're not going to ever find the information and they're not going to change or they're going to find it from someone else. And only you can do it the way that you're doing. Only you can tell your story and help in the way that you want to help. Um, and that's a whole nother lesson too of why competition isn't a bad thing. But um, I, I think that's what you're getting at, right, Bri? Basically. Yeah, you nailed it. I'm loving it. Actually, the chat box is more fun. Take it away, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so as you guys, I, I know we've got, I'm going to touch on, there's like two more main questions we got in here. I think this was a great question and then we'll, we'll let you guys uh, get going. But there's two kind of themes I wanted to hit on. Um, one was from Greg and he says, what are some ways I can get to know the audience I want to serve, what they want, how much to pay, et cetera. So now that you've honed in this boom, okay, here's who I want to serve. I've gotten really niche with it. Where do you go to start finding those people? Because maybe that was you 10 years ago, but now all of a sudden you, you're past that. So you don't, you're not hanging with that crowd. Bri, where do they go to find those people? Yeah, so that should be answered when you do the research as to who your ideal customer is. You, I'm part of that, that homework. And you're, you have my full worksheet, by the way. The module two worksheet takes you through all this stuff. So go in there and download that worksheet and actually complete the worksheet. 
but it's all about figuring out where the heck that they are. So if I was going to serve dog owners, for example, let's say I wanted to start a local business doing dog walking. I would go to my local Petco and I would somehow sell the store and say, Hey, let's figure out something that works for me and for you. I don't know if I froze or not. All right, cool. I'm back. So we got you. <laughs> all right, sweet. So yeah, just ask yourself, where your ideal customer is. That's your answer. Your answer, like I can't stress that enough. Pretty much any question you guys throw down in the chat box, my answer is almost always going to be, tell me about your customer. I mean, you could see even when Nate asked that awesome question, my first answer, and that's why I can answer any question on the fly because I'm not actually answering anything. All I'm doing is saying, (laughs) tell me about who you serve. They hold the answers. So any business, any strategy question you have all comes back to who it is that you serve. Yeah, a really good kind of actual piece of advice too, obviously with social media, right? Let's say you want, you're looking for pet owners of uh, Bernie's Mountain Dogs, which is a dog I had as a kid. Love those types of dogs. So it's like, all right, well, I don't have a Bernie's Mountain Dog anymore. Maybe there's no one in town with a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Fine. So where do I go? I go on Facebook and I'm like, Bernie's Mountain Dog owners. Boom. What's going to happen? There's going to be probably 25 groups of them all over and get in there. So if you're really, really looking, if, if you don't have anyone around you that's fitting that, that mold or you don't know of forums or places anyway, use Facebook because there's going to be groups for almost any single thing that you can imagine. You might have to do a little digging to find the best ones, but go in there and just see what are people asking? I mean, I do that whenever we're talking about doing any type of product or service. It's like, What are the questions that people are asking? And then if you already do have a group of people, someone brought this up, always, always, always survey them. And that's something we're going to be sending out a survey to you guys as Paradise um, Packeteers for 2018. The more you can survey and understand the language each person is using, A, the better you can serve them, and B, the better you can then talk to those people next year, right? Like, okay, if Sandy says one, like, this is my issue, all of a sudden, I know next year someone else is going to use those exact same words. So if I can use those words, that's going to resonate with them as well. Um, one more question here. Someone has a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Awesome. Cool, Brendan. I got to get another one of them. Um, this is a great question by Sandy. Um, and Brian, I want your feedback on this. And I know that Casey got in here and gave some good advice too. But if you're offering a service, should you offer something free first, build a following, and then start offering paid service? So what do you recommend for a service-based industry at this point. I cringe when I hear that any newer entrepreneur is gonna spend any amount of time or money or energy building a following because you can't take a following to the bank. And so as a newer entrepreneur, just focus on making your first 10K or first 20K or first 25K by selling whatever your service is to the people who you're meant to serve. Because when you do that, a whole heck of a lot of doors open. I mean, if you had $250,000 in your bank account right now, you could take all the time in the world to build a following. But I cringe when I hear newer entrepreneurs say that because Sandy, I'll tell you what, you could spend the next 12 months, 24 months, you could spend the next five years of your life building a following and never actually selling something. So do I think you should build a following long-term? For sure. Do I think there are way more important things to focus on right now? Yes. And that's why I chose those three steps today. Mindset, who you serve, how do you, what do you sell to them? Yeah. I I really quickly, if you haven't heard my story and I won't be the dead horse here, but I, 18 months in, we had been making some money. Then we weren't, I was on my parents' couch. 
Um, I had a following. I had a podcast, had a blog. People were reading it. No way for people really to pay me, uh, which is why I was on my parents' couch, married on my parents' couch, um, which was awful. I mean, they're great people, but it was not where we wanted to be in life. But I knew, hey, and I kept working so hard. That was the thing, Brian. I was like 60, 70 hours a week, putting up mm-hmm. blog posts, doing podcasts, all this stuff. And I'm like, what, what am I going to do? And I had a friend named Jacob who, well, he's in the Paradise Pack. Uh, WTF should I do with my life is his, is his course. And he literally just said to me, don't write another word. Don't record another word. Don't do anything until you figure out how to make money. And I'm like, no, no, no. People expect two, two times a week uh, articles, a podcast week, blah, blah, blah. He's like, nope. Who cares what they expect? Figure out how to make money. And that day I went and created our very first version of Frequent Fire Bootcamp because I was like, hey, you're right. If I don't make money, I'm going to have to go get a regular job at some point, right? And so I'm not going to be able to write and work 67 hours a week regardless if I have a regular job or this. So figure out how you can make money and do that by figuring out who you're going to serve and they're going to help you answer the questions. It's not going to be Again, we're saying simple and simple is not easy. Simple means you know what to do, but it's way better than saying, hey, I don't know what to do. Who are you going to serve? Figure out what they want. Do the rat, right? I, again, I love that. Do the rat. Uh, figure out your results in advance time. I told you guys that I would give you the Paradise Pack one and, and we don't have a ton of time to do it. But essentially for us, what, what we did this year, because of the first obstacle people were having when they got the Paradise Pack was, I don't know where to start. And in year one and two, we didn't do this. And we got smarter because we took feedback. Obstacle one was, I don't know where to start. So we put in a roadmap. People were still saying, okay, I like the roadmap, but I want a little more handholding. That was their first obstacle. How do I get momentum? So this year we put in the workshops. So that's like a a very uh, clear example for you guys of us saying, all right, we had a results in um, a timeline there, a results in, what is it now? I forget. Results uh, timeline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had that, but we had to go back and fit. We kept, you know, as people were giving us feedback, we're saying, hey, wait, there's more obstacles. We're not focused on, hey, we're going to get you location independent because that's, that's the end goal and that's going to happen. But there's all these obstacles in order to get you there. One was, where do I even start in the paradise pack? Two was, hey, how do I even gain momentum and find other people who want to do this? All right, let's give them a workshop instead. So that's just the first part of our, our timeline there um, in real time of why we implemented certain things. And that came back from us saying, who do we want to serve? That's you guys. And what can we do to make it better, better, better? Here's what people are asking for. Let's implement it. So there we go. And you're still here. I didn't know if you're, t- uh, you're just typing. So guys, um, if you have any uh, questions at all. I think we got to basically everything. Um, awesome, awesome chats in the, in the chat box. I've been trying to keep up, but it's like coming fast and furious, talking and reading at the same time. I need to just it's like focus on one here. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Brian, his, whole, uh, his course is in the Paradise Pack. So this is the, what would you say, Brian? The beginning steps of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur Bootcamp um, six figure offer part that's in the paradise pack, right? Yeah. So I call it the six figure offer portion because I'll tell you what, I mean, if you just do the work that's inside the paradise pack and you remain focused, that is what can get you your first six figures in revenue as an entrepreneur. Yep. And so check that out. That's in the course. So it's basically this expanded out with worksheets and all worksheets and all that. If you guys want to get his, uh, Brian's book, 
you can uh, get the hard copy or the, the paperback version of that or the PDF as well. Uh, there is very few people as accessible that, that are as accessible to people who join the Paradise Pack as Brian, which is why I love having him in every year because I know that he's going to take care of every single one of you who comes to him, whether that's to get the PDF of the book, the, the paperback of the book, whether it's with an email or a question, any of that stuff. Um, use Brian as a resource. He's here to help you guys. Um, I, I love that you're so accessible to people, Brian. I gotta, I mean, I gotta give you a shout out for that. And, um, I just want to shout everyone else out on the call because the, I'm like trying to scroll through the, the, the chat and it's in like five minutes. It's like, I can't even get through it. So awesome stuff in there. Awesome job figuring some of this stuff out on the fly. That's what we wanted you guys to do. We wanted you to take action as you're doing it. So um, thank you for that. Thank you for all the openness and honesty and for chatting with each other. Oh man, it's awesome. I wish we could go on forever, but I know all of you have stuff to do. Um, so thank you for joining us today, guys. It was awesome. We have one, well, not, we have one more workshop this week, uh, tomorrow with Michelle, who's going to be talking about freelancing and that type of work. And then we're going to have uh, Jason and my, uh, myself back on, on Monday to talk about building this location independent life sustainable and, and making it sustainable. So those are the other two workshops that we have coming up. Of course, you can hit us up uh, support at the paradise pack as well. Go bug Brian. He'll get back to you. I promise you. He always gets back to me too. Um, and thank you guys so, so much for joining us. I mean, this workshop, it, it always just gets me pumped up a smile on my face doing stuff with you, Brian. So thank you so much for coming on, sharing your wisdom and knowledge and basically taking all this stuff that's in our heads and making it so clear. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Heck yeah. No, thanks for everything you do. Thank you all for showing up. This was so much fun. I like have this weird feeling of, I don't want to leave them. We should all do I know. <laughs> I, I always hate ending a workshop because I'm like, <laughs> I now I'm just by myself in my own office. But don't worry, guys. We've got a lot of community stuff come up. We've got those other workshops. We're going to be talking all about location indie and stuff like that. If you guys are interested in joining a community, we're going to have information about that. And lastly, I'm going to be sending out information about the testimonial thing that I talked about um, way back at the beginning of the week too. So we're finalizing that kind of stuff as well, just to do some housekeeping. I'm going to mute everyone and you guys can give Brian a ton of love uh, because he deserves it. He's the man. Thank you, Brian. Everyone's on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. See everyone. <laughs> Bye everybody. Thank you. Cheers all. See you later. You're awesome. Thank you for letting me serve every single one of you. It's awesome. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Travis. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.